This is WKNC 88.1 FM HC1 Riley. You listen to Off the Record, a podcast series here at WKNC where all types of musical artists are interviewed. I am your host, The Loaf, and I am here with a Blank State coming all the way down from Charlotte. How are y'all doing? Doing good. We're great. Doing great. Happy to be doing here. Great. Thank you all so much for coming down and stopping by WKNC. Uh, I, 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 I'm glad that I was able to catch you guys. You, you, you're having a local show at a school kids, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that, that, that's with the uh, Weymouth uh, movie boxes and Hassle and One, which is a really cool emo band from Alabama. Yeah, cool, cool. So yeah, uh, again, thank you so much for coming into the studio. I'm glad to have you guys here. Introduce yourselves. You know what? what what's your names? You know what? What instruments do you play? What's your role? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm Sam. I play bass, and I do all the recording, mixing, and mastering for the band. I also play synth sometimes, but bass is my main thing. Um, I'm Jacob. I do the uh, the guitars, the vocals. I do most of our songwriting, um, and I'm and I move around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Seth. I play drums, and I do all of our booking, and I'm kind of like the contact person. Cool. 
Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I I love local bands, eh, 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 especially ones that just sort of just like do all their own stuff like between their members, like all the booking, all the all the mix all type of stuff. It it, it it definitely gets that sort of vibe of just like very not necessarily DIY like like the genre, but just sort of just like you're just kinda of trying to make it out there. Oh, for sure. So um so how long has a blank state been around uh, uh, your your first thing was from 2021 has it been around before then have you guys been together making music before then like uh, like what's your history as musicians together yeah so blank state has existed for years probably mm-hmm. um we formed when we were all like really young we were probably like middle school age yeah. i think middle school or like early high school yeah and we started off just playing uh playing a bunch of different covers just because we didn't know how to play our instruments and we mm-hmm. wanted to figure it out yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of weezer yeah <laughs> I, I, I was about to say that the station has a weezer poster and you signed it and you guys mentioned that that's yeah. awesome and, and then as we uh as we got better because i was always like writing music but it wasn't very good and mm-hmm. i was like uh you know what i uh maybe maybe i could get i could practice this and eventually it got all right and that was about 2020. We were like, "This stuff is good. We people should hear this." Mm-hmm. So okay, so so was it that sort of um sort of just like you looking at your your guys' self and the music that you've created, and you just sort of like you felt more confident about it. And you're just like, "Okay, we want to try to make this official. We kind of just want to put pull this together." Was that how how you all sort of generally felt, or is it just kind of like a time coming? 100. percent I think when we were playing covers for a few years, we were always the goal was to start playing original music. We were like, we don't want to just go out and play everybody else's music all the time. And so once we got a group of songs that we were like, "Okay, we can put this out," we started recording and recording is a whole different game because we had only played live um so that was a whole different thing learning recording and writing and all that but the first i think we waited long enough that our first thing that we put out our ep um was pretty decent for a first release oh yeah yeah it's great no, nobody's ever gonna hear the stuff that was before that <laughs> yeah no, <it's> <laughs> nobody's gonna hear all the covers all the time so they guys did a weezer <laughs> oh well you'll still hear weezer covers sometimes uh, okay yeah, okay into one uh at our last uh like at, when we played at Amos at South End in Charlotte, the yeah. crowd bullied us into playing Say It Ain't So. Oh they my so gosh, bad. that's like oh yeah, that, that's our worst song to like cover to you personally. <laughs> Just cover something from Pinkerton, get that sort of like weird stuff. Yeah. In there. We, used to, we used to cover El Scorcho. We used to play El Scorcho. Oh, dun, 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 we, we were really bad at it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the song's already bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you can play it well, but yeah. uh, so um. What was your cover band name? Was it still Blank State or yeah. okay, okay, it cool. was it was two words though. Oh, okay, it was just two <laughs> it words. Was two words, <laughs> no period, no period at the end. Yeah, cool. Um, so I guess more philosophically thinking about this, sort of just in general, uh, what is Blank State to you guys? Is it sort of like an expression of your emotions, like all togetherness, like like what is it to you? Uh, I feel like it's it's a bunch of different facets. Like in songwriting, for me at least, it's it's kind of uh, I've used it especially like on the EP. I think it was just trying to write something that I thought sounded good. And then mm-hmm. when we got to like our full length album, it was a lot of like more uh, expression and like trying to be more honest through music. When I couldn't do that like in person, yeah, I was like, okay, if I can't like speak what i'm i'm thinking at least i can put it in a song and then it's somewhere uh but in terms of that's like songwriting in terms of everything else i feel like i just think of it as like hanging out with my friends 
Okay. Know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, when it comes to, like, the name or, like, the concept of the band, I don't think that we've really set anything in place for it to be, like, what we mean as a whole. But I think that the people that, like, come to our shows and, like, they, like, meet each other and have, like, fun in the audience and, like, like genuinely we've, like, accidentally brought, like, a bunch of people together to, like, all hang out with each other. And now, like, all of the regulars that come to our shows are all friends with each other. So I feel like they kind of made what Blank State is uh, without us. And when we kind of just watched it and we're like, that's, that's cool. We caused someone's first kiss. Oh, we're really? Yeah. Caused someone's first that's kiss. awesome. <laughs> first kiss at a Blank, blank State show. It that's was, awesome. It was during Jasper Never Cries. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The perfect song, too. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. It's so like fast. Like, it's I don't so know why. Fast. I would be panicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, you kind of kind of catch a moment of serenity, just sort yeah. of, like, come into it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting thing to happen. I'm sure other interesting things have happened at our shows that we don't know about. I'd, I'd like to hear some stories. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that, like, does the name mean anything? I think you mentioned that it doesn't mean anything, right? It's kind of just, no. like, it's just kind of just, like, It really doesn't blank. mean too much, but I've always thought in my head that it's kind of funny. To think of it as a shortened for blanket statement, but that's not true. Yeah, I just it's, yeah, it's not, okay. that's not a true statement. <laughs> um, we were just trying to come up with things, and it uh, it ended up just being kind of like a filler name. Um, and then I think at some point we were trying to figure out a way to kind of change it up a little bit or make it look a little bit better, and that's why we ended up putting it together and adding the period at the end. I feel like that that gave a lot more like life to the name. We okay. had to compete with the other blank state from New Hampshire. Yeah, there's also one from Denver too. Oh no, oh, no. there is one from Denver that that I was looking up every time I look up blank state uh 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 website or like Bandcamp. There's always one that comes up from November uh, from, from see, D- D- Denver. Yeah. Sorry, if we had real November. documentation of how long we've had the name. I think that we outlast the one from what you said Missouri, uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah, I think, yeah. close I enough. I think they're already done. They have yeah, they have posted broken. in a few years. But, we're gonna uh, put all the other blank states out of business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's I, go. I believe that we were we have outlasted and outperformed any other blank states. So <laughs> yeah, all, that's all I'm saying. So Seniority at that I at did, that point. I DM'd them and they didn't respond. Uh, so we'll see. How long have you guys been playing your 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 irrespective instruments? You said it's been since middle school, right? How long has that been? Um. Okay. So I've been playing drums kind of off and on for like a really long time. I got a drum set when I was eight. Um, and I was eight, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like care about it at all. And I kind of forgot about it for a few years. And so I started playing for real when I was like 11. So I've been playing for like seven years. Okay. I don't have a year count. I just know it was like probably the same year or a year before we started the band. So, that was... so probably like six or seven years, probably yeah. like six years. Maybe. Okay. Um, I... I start learning bass. Uh, I learned bass for a talent show that <laughs> we were playing because we needed it. But before then, I played like other instruments. I think bass has been probably about yeah, just around when we started. We just realized that because I played piano before mainly, so and we realized that, like that's not a good third instrument to have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you got the sense which you have uh, been in your music. Have I've I've heard obviously, so yeah, you yeah. got there's, that out of it, right? Synth. Yeah, I never, I never play those on stage though. Uh, okay, um, but um, 
yeah, I do I do some synth stuff in, in the background. It's funny they mentioned bass. Uh, it, 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 learning it for a talent show. I, I I actually learned bass myself from a from a senior project I had to do for my <laughs> for my for my high school. So it's kind of like it, you said that, and I kind of unlocked something in my brain. Like, oh my gosh, that's when I actually learned it yeah, when I was like one, 16, 17. No one so. learns bass on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. But yeah, it it's, it's been fun. Cool. Moving on to uh, your music, how would you define uh, your own music? I feel it is very sort of like, if, if it's into emo slash indie, kind of just like sort of just like in the wind, I guess, is, is, is the feelings that I have. It's sort of more of a slower drive. How do you guys sort of define your own music individually and sort of collectively? Uh, really all over the place. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I would say a lot of it's super, super different, super interesting. Our general umbrella term is usually just indie or indie rock. Yeah. Um, if people ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like everything, I don't know. We try to bring some different like uh energies to a lot of the stuff we do. Mm-hmm. So I think um one thing that's interesting is if you listen to all the music that we have out right now, I'd kind of just call it indie or indie rock. Um, but if you come see us live, we We're we. Emo. I don't know. We <laughs> like we perform so hard. Like we just have such a good time like going crazy on stage that every time we're done with a show, everybody's like, "Yo, you're my new favorite emo band" or something like <laughs> something like, like that. Playing major seventh chords for half an hour. This yeah. is not. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, we just play like soft indie songs as hard as we can. Yeah, okay. Uh, which is super it's super fun. I I do kind of like um playing softer songs hard then probably harder songs we hard. we played a show uh last night in charlotte at the visualite theater and uh after after the show someone told me that uh i get i like get m- more off the ground vertically than most people do <laughs> <laughs> just like physically yeah, you just like just, jumping around just, yeah. jump around. just some type of ska ska stuff or I, something or you just like Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. So, so would you say that? Um, I guess more so, so like your self, uh, uh, self opinion is music genres and sort of music in general more based off just like the sort of theory behind it, or is it more just sort of like the 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 emotions and the purpose and the intent behind it? So like when you're fitting into different genres, because personally that's how I see it. That's why I sort of classified you guys as emo, because a lot of the emo songs I listen to put me in, in that state of very like emotional vulnerability and just sort of very generally just sort of being more open and sort of flowing that's how i sort of define emo just more or less is that how you guys sort of uh see music just personally in your own personal lives or is that like genre wise it feels like it feels like the the uh the presence of genres has been so like skewed I feel like you can call yourself whatever and do whatever at this point, which is kind of fun. Um, I don't exactly think that I, uh, when we're making music, we try to fit it into a specific thing. Or, uh, but I guess I think that a genre is more about just how you feel about the music, because some people would like wouldn't agree with the artist on what they're actually called, or people that go like they delve into like the like uh the very technical genre terms. I, I think that it I I would say it's mostly based on emotion and the songwriter. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm a big fan of uh just people being like I don't care how we sound, we are this genre. Yeah. Like that 
is like because then it just adds to so much like diversity within genres mm-hmm. um like all the new like emo music coming out right now is so different and i love like all the fifth wave emo stuff I'm, fifth wave emo is my favorite genre <laughs> of music, dude. there are so many memes like in wknc itself about fifth wave emo it's just so hilarious I like love fifth wave emo. <laughs> I, it, it's all good but like it's like you know it's so much. It's 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 such a memeable. I feel I don't it know. is so memeable because it's all over the place. Yeah, like yeah. none of it sounds even remotely the same. Mm-hmm. But I, that's what I love about it. Yeah, I would say I would say genres definitely based on feel. I think you can kind of. I think genres um, are kind of based on the people that listen to them and the people that crowd around a certain type of music. So I feel like you could make any type of music, and then. Like, if all the indie kids are gravitating towards it, you're kind of just like an indie band at that point. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, yeah. okay. I th- yeah, I think um, genres are a social construct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's the answer. <laughs> that's sort of no, how I feel about it, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, do you have any sort of like favorite, like, uh, inspirations or like bands you like to draw, uh, from do, any, any sort of like daily rotators? Are you like, yeah, I want to like, either sound like that or I want to take this from that or yada 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 you're just kind of just whatever um as long like especially lately that we've been like touring and like playing with a lot of bands it's honestly like so much of it is shows like I'll I'll, I'll we'll play a, sh- a show with a band and I'll be like that looks so fun like whatever they're doing looks so fun I want to do that mm-hmm. um and I feel like that always has has a lot of influence on on what I write but also like I don't know. Like I said, I've been listening to a lot of fifth wave emo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my like favorite bands right now are like Home Is Where, Your Arms, My Cocoon, like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's that's been influencing me a lot, mainly to just get better at playing guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I don't know. That's where a lot of the the influence comes from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I, else? <laughs> I think Jacob does most of the writing, so I we yeah yeah, yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, your first, uh, EP, let's, let's, let's go on to the specifics, I guess. Uh, yeah. your first EP, um, Alone in the End, right? Yeah. Uh, it is almost at its two year anniversary, uh, May 2nd, 2021 yeah. was when it released. That's way closer than I, really, I thought yeah. it was, actually. We were supposed yeah. to do something for that. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll... No, no, I, I, I. I I was trying to find dates for it, like when it actually released, and it doesn't like specifically say on Spotify. So I went to your a- Amazon Music, and yeah, it was mm. May second, twenty twenty one. So, um, I guess retrospectively, how do you feel about it? Uh, overall, it's your first EP. It's your first sort of, I guess, like official sort of, like I guess, official quote unquote sort of like your own sound as a blank state. How do you feel about it? Um, I think it's really fun. I like mm-hmm. it. I think. We were so focused on, like, one thing that I remember we talked about when we were writing it was, like, this is a short EP. It's five songs. Yeah. Everything on here has to feel like it has its own spot and has to feel like there's no, like, there's no lulls in it. Mm-hmm. So we wanted everything to be, like, the most, like, energetic stuff we could make. Okay. Uh, and I think it worked out well. I think they're still really fun to play. I think people like them. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It has, like, a... I don't know the the EP just kind of makes me happy, like uh, the songs that are that are on there. I feel like I I just like thinking about how, like well it was received with like our friends and like other things, because like once you go to a full length album like, uh, our our album has twelve songs. Like everyone mm-hmm, yeah. has a song that they don't like on it or like something like that. But I feel like with the EP, 
we didn't really it was it was like too short of songs to have like really any negative response so it just felt like we were making something that all our friends really liked okay. which felt like really cool yeah yeah i like the ep because it's like a sign of the times i guess because like back then like that was our first attempt at being like a band like going from covers to playing like we're like okay we're a real band now we play our own music so it's so like I know that in that headspace, at least I wasn't taking drums seriously yet. I'd been playing off and on for a few years. Mm. But, like, if I go back and listen to that EP, like, my drums on it, super basic. Um, But, like, we were doing our best, and I think it turned out, it aged well. And mm-hmm. I think one thing that's fun is that we play songs from the EP now, and we kind of make them our own now. Like, I play okay. a lot of the songs from the EP differently than I did on the EP. Just yeah. for fun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I like to I like to change uh change lyrics and stuff. Nice. So one, like I'll add lyrics. I don't usually change them because I'm like people know the song as is. Mm-hmm. If I could like completely change the lyrics at a, a of one song for a show just to throw everyone off, I would rewrite the entirety of Lovely One and just see what happens. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that well that well, 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 I guess that's one that most people recognize you that's, from or like seem like that's your most popular one, that at least is, assuming is, the Spotify charts. Yeah, that is our most popular song, and it uh, it does usually get a lot of people singing along. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, it's like that thing when you like write a song about like a person or about something, where you're like, well, I don't really care about the situation anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, it would be fun to just like rewrite it and just be like, I don't know. It's a very like song like that seems like I'm like I care a lot about this person. Mm-hmm. It's like at this point, I re- I just don't. Even when I write, okay. it, I was like, you know what? Okay. I, so I'm like, it's kind of whatever. Yeah, I'm like, I could, I could, I could turn it into a diss track or something. That'd be fun. <laughs> lovely one diss track. Lovely remix. one diss track would be great. Number one diss track, lovely, lovely one. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, now now I want to talk about lovely one now. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, we can let's do it. Um, okay, so um, it's you said that it was like more about just like somebody and just sort of like I, i'm 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 not i'm not gonna ask you like who specifically it was but um so i guess how is it like performing that live um do, do you have uh you don't have as much of, a, of an emotional connection to it as you did do you ever have like something about it like emotionally about it just sort of or is it just something where it's kind of like because with the general album, I feel that it is really more structured and reserved, but you're still kind of like, you're you're yelling out into the void and hoping that something comes back, or you just kind of just like, you're just yelling out in there, you know? So, um, is, that how, it, 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 is that how you feel about most songs generally, and sort of like, lovely one about it in, in the EP? Uh, like, as far as like, emotional connection when we play it, Lovely one and stuff. It's mainly like a connection with the audience at that point. Like okay. I, I whenever I play that song, it puts me in a good mood because I love how people react to it. Like when we play at like mm-hmm. hometown shows and people know that song, I'm like, this is so fun. Like we made this, especially because that was a song that I wrote like back in our cover era, like okay. early on, and then okay. I just saved it. And I wasn't sure at the time. I was like, I don't know if this is good. Um, and then we put it on the EP, and it, it was like a fan favorite. So nice. That's a fun connection there. I'd say there's some, the only songs that ever make me emotional when we play them, like, really, that, like, actually get me, are, like, some stuff from the, from the album. Yeah. Like, uh, we've only played, uh, it's, like, my favorite song on the album is, uh, Nine Tails, a uh, companion slash Nine Tails. Mm-hmm. We've only played it once, but that was, like, one of the most, like, emotionally draining performances I've ever done. Yeah. And then, uh, 
uh, open. A lot of t- sometimes when we play open, there's something mm-hmm. about it that just hits me, and I'm like, I am about to cry <laughs> in the middle of this yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the chorus, I think you really nailed it on the head when you said like it feels like you're just yelling out in the void, um, and just hoping something responds back. Because with that chorus, the exact type of thing I was going for was like you are just like the only line in the chorus is I'm open, I'm open, I'm open, mm-hmm. you and just repeating it. And I was really just, uh, it felt like an affirmation of just being like, this is what I want to be, and I'm just going to say it until it's true. Okay. And so that, sometimes when I hit that chorus, I'm like, dang, mm. now's not the time, I got <laughs> stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You guys have any emotional connections to our... No. <laughs> no. Um, Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin over here. <laughs> no, uh, so the only... There are a few songs that just like kind of make me emotional. Just they're like nice sounding or like um, they're just nice songs. Uh, the only one that I have a specific like personal connection to is "Say It Back," which is on the EP. Yeah. That was the one song that I wrote. Um, okay. It's it's similar to a lovely one in the way that I don't care about the person mm-hmm. that it was about anymore. Uh, it was just this person I was like interested in, and I was like, uh, um. I thought we kind of had like a mutual like uh feelings for each other and it ended up being that I was just like making it up or something cuz I like I had feelings but it, the other person didn't um and so I was like I'm going to write a song about this and then I I realized like that wasn't the I don't know like some people it's like I'm glad that the song happened and stuff but some people don't need a song so <laughs> yeah okay but and another thing is that's interesting is the person that I wrote that song about got married months Ooh. after it came uh, out uh, which is crazy but i think at that point i was already uh with my current girlfriend yeah so um say it back um most popular famed at least apart from that is uh the minecraft oof uh, mm-hmm. yes. uh which is which is which is like when i heard it i was like this is funny this is great um but uh, also sort of like um Going back to 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 how you f- you felt about it, it definitely does seem like um you're sort of confessing just sort th- this sort of love and just sort of hoping to get something back and and you kind of know that it's not gonna come uh to to, to fruition and you hope that it doesn't affect you too much. Is that sort of like a good read of it or is it just kind of just yeah. like yeah uh pretty much the song is just like here's how I feel uh I want you to tell me. That you feel the same, but I don't want to hear it if you don't. Okay. Which, uh, okay. Um, okay. There's a specific lyric. Do you know which one it is? It's, I think it's in the chorus. In the because I don't really know if I could take a no. I don't really. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Is it's just kind of like, like I really want you to just tell me, but like don't tell me something I don't want to hear. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's mostly what that song's about. Um. I think my favorite lyric in that song, or one of my favorite lyrics in that song, is uh. In the bridge, and it says, uh, when it comes, uh, will you let me down easy? When it comes, when you let me down, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I guess that, I guess it sort of, like, was evolving throughout the song, because at least in that part, you're kind of accepting it, um, but we were writing this part, it was supposed to be an instrumental, I was like, it feels like there's a lyric that has to go over this, and that, like, that's just, like, what popped in my head, and it kind of just worked out like that, um, and that's that final kind of just, like, sort of letting it go, but just, like, when it goes the way that I don't want it to, at least don't make me feel too bad about it. Um, okay. So, like, at the time, I had a crazy emotional attachment to the song, but probably by the, even by the time it came out, I was... 
I use it as a form of closure where it's like if there's something that I feel like isn't wrapped up neatly in my brain, mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta write something about okay. it, close it up, and then and then I can look at it as a song. I can't I don't have to look at it as okay. this thing that was occurring or something, yeah. you know. Okay. But the the really interesting part about songs that are um like that is that people will then connect what they're feeling in their situation to the song, even though technically it's about a situation that like I experienced or Jacob experienced, but especially say it back, people tell me very often that that song means like a lot to them. And it's kind yeah. of funny because it's like these people are actively going through what I wrote the song about. Um, but at this point I've already moved on to it and I hope that that song helped someone move on from a situation like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's very interesting hearing that. And like people that are just like really attached to some of the songs that we write, um, because it it just resonates with them. So it's cool mm-hmm. to like. I guess it's not cool if they're going through something that sucks, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool to think that we we are relating with people and they're kind of like understanding like, in like what the principle of our music is, okay. is relating it to their own life. This album, uh, in general. It gets me really anxious. <laughs> I feel a lot of anxiety and sort of like emotions, but just sort of like coming out and coming into it. Uh, so the general, the general vibe of the album, I tried to keep a, uh, a loose thread of um, just trying to be more open and honest. Mm. Um, and it seemed like the, uh, like being like trapped in like a spot where you're like, I don't want to, you know, like talk about what I'm going through, but seeing that like not doing it is like, you know, not doing me great. So I'm okay. just like trying to like desperately be like, here, here's everything that's inside of me. Mm-hmm. Take it or just okay. send it off, you know, okay. um, which I think is like kind of represented in like the, uh, the, the album cover with like the island, all the little guys yeah. um, where they're, they're, they are eternally waiting. We, 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 me and the artist, we had like a bunch of lore behind it. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 <laughs> okay, yeah, they're eternally waiting because they're like, they're in that spot where it's like, you know, they're the equivalent of being in that spot where you're like, I want to get, be open and be honest, but I'm just waiting for something to, to get me there. And they're waiting for somebody to pick them up, but it's probably not going to happen. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and I, I think one thing is that I, I don't remember who said this or if it was one of us, but, um, the the in comparison to the EP the um EP was kind of like uh it was songs about certain like emotions and kind of like dances around them uh and like people can draw their own conclusions mm-hmm. uh I feel like the album just kind of like makes you feel it yeah it, it like pushes okay. you directly through the emotions and yeah. like. It's like in the EP, we're talking about the things that are happening. And when you listen to the album, at least when I listen to the album, it feels like I'm feeling exactly what the song is about. Um, and to the point where, like, there's there's a song on there uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, Companion slash Ninetales, mm-hmm. uh, that is about the loss of um, uh, Jacob's pet. Well, that's uh, that, that that's on your full length, not on your yeah, EP. Full, yeah, yes, full length. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've heard from multiple people that that song is so sad that they can't even listen to it. Mm, uh, yeah. And it's it's one of the lower streamed ones on it. And I think it's because I think it's that it's song is so it, yeah. accurate to 
the feeling of like loss and like it's it's such like a sad song that I don't even think people like to listen to it, which mm-hmm. to a certain extent is like yeah. I I think at that point it it just served its purpose exactly how it was supposed to um because that... it it was just meant to display the actual feeling it doesn't exactly need to be like a popular song or like it doesn't have to be like catchy or like I mean I think the song was pretty catchy but that wasn't the focus to make like a song that people like want to hear all the time but just the thought of just putting them through the emotion and that song is the only song where I cried writing it cried recording it and almost I did cry a little bit playing it the only time we played it (laughs) yeah yeah. um but to go to just uh bounce off what you said really quickly about putting people through the uh the emotion um, I think that was a big step that I took in my own writing process between the EP and the album mm-hmm. is when I was writing, when we were all working on the EP, I was, I had the mindset of like, okay, write about like the emotion you want to, but keep it a little bit vague. So it's still relatable. Yeah. Like you don't need to put that much of yourself into it. You can keep distance. People relate to it. But when I wrote the, uh, the album specifically when I, the first song I wrote for the album, um, like when once we knew we were working on the album, the first song I wrote was Jasper Never Cries. Mm-hmm. And I um I came from it from a place of if I write about exactly and very specifically what I'm going through, people will connect to it if they do. And if they do connect to it, it's gonna be way stronger okay. than if they vaguely relate to something kinda like it. So so, so I guess that's a good transition to the to your full length uh album uh, the world is not kind uh to these things i love uh the album cover super cute i love all the little dinosaurs and like the beach on tower stuff your 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 merch is also great by the way who does all your art for all, all your stuff so we try to source it in different different places okay. so the the uh the album art was from uh like one of my very best friends jordan aldrich mm-hmm. shout out jordan uh, shout out jordan, jordan. Shout out him. Jordan. <laughs> so she did yeah she did all the all the album artwork uh which turned out really really well and i'm really pleased with it um but all of our other uh merch is sourced from a bunch of different places cool uh we've got a uh, gilly gilly art ghost gills uh did our uh our classic Blank State Sucks hoodie, which sells. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we've had we had a bunch of different artists do our stuff. We like to source it from local people. Cool, cool, cool. Full length album. I feel like a lot of bands, or at least a lot of local bands, don't really try to do full length albums. They try, always try to put out singles or EPs. I know. Um, uh, you know, you, this is a full length like twelve song album. Um, how long did it, guys? Uh, 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 how how long did it take for you guys to write it? Um, I think uh, I think uh, Sam, you hit it out er- er- earlier where you kind of like you all sort of you, you you make your own music as well, like individually, like you kind of write your own songs. Mm. Um, how um how was the whole pro how how was the whole process of it? Like how many songs are you know? It was this very collaborative? Was it very like singular where where somebody would come and be like, hey, I got something for for a new song. Let, let, let's try to expound upon this, like. Like, like, what was it like? Um, so for the, I'll, I'll start us off and I'll pass it off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So for the, as far as the, um, the album goes, songwriting wise, I wrote all the songs for the album. It mm. was like, okay. very much like I was like in my head, like locked myself in, in a, in a room, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. actually locked myself in a room, but yeah. I was like, you know, I, I would just 
you know, try to be very alone with with the with the music. And uh, I started writing a lot of poetry. So okay, it, cool. Uh, it it that whole process kind of like elevated my love for songwriting so much that I just wrote the full twelve. Okay. Um, but Seth, you want to talk about how long that took us? Oh, oh yeah, you're good. No, you were killing it. We, we, um, we, we got Seth. You do the mixing and stuff, right? Or no, Sam. Sorry, yeah, Sam I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. Sam does the production. So I think it took like a year. It was a year and a half between our EP and our album, which yes. is a really long time. I just realized that. Um, <laughs> I think technically, if you're talking about getting more streams, getting more followers, um releasing singles and eps like a lot of local bands do is way smarter like mm-hmm. okay like with spotify like there's a thing where you can like pitch your songs to be put on playlists and stuff before you release them and that mm-hmm. does a lot for your fan base and if you release singles you can pitch each song but if you release um a full album then like you can only pitch one song from it for example so um it's it's probably not the most like smart thing for promotion to do like a full-length album right off the bat like that but i think we were just we just wanted to put out something that was really cohesive and really its own body of work um that was all work together so i think that was a cool thing to do (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, i think that 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 was more less commercially uh i don't think that we really have ever tried to make something commercially successful yeah like beyond the point that we're like do we think people will like this? Okay. <laughs> I think that's as okay. far as we go with that. So I think that like if we wanted to focus more on like that, we probably wouldn't have done an album that soon. But I think that we just focus more on making it as like an art form and then just trying to please the uh, people that uh, are so supportive of us that are so cool. So we just wanted to have. We also another thing that we wanted to do was have enough for an hour set, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. without having to play any covers. Yeah, so that was, that was that was <laughs> no Weezer covers. That we thought, yeah. You, you no probably Weezer. have to have two to three EPs, uh, to um to fill an hour without having like too many slow songs or like mm-hmm. like other things like that. So the album worked out for us and just gave us enough like fast upbeat songs to play at our shows and a few like slow ones for a um little section in the middle that um to get kind of a give people a little bit of a break before the end mm-hmm. but, okay. yeah. did um so uh this album you do you guys seem a lot more confident individually with your instruments with your sort of music how you guys sort of flow together or at least sort of making your own stuff um I I feel like every instrument in 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 in, in uh, most songs has really a time to shine and just sort of like you can I, because I I personally love songs where I can listen to one instrument during what one playthrough and just like kind of just like focus on that and like completely go through it and I can do it for another one and I can do it for all the, all these other different parts I can do it for for together um, earth tones I really like earth tones because I feel like it's definitely that sort of uh, song for me um were you guys a lot more confident in in sort of like putting stuff together were you guys sort of more just sort of like flowing sort of easily with sort of like making your own uh music like what what, what, like do you guys feel that way about it i i really like earth tones instrumentally too i think that's one of the more interesting sounding songs a lot of our songs kind of like they don't sound the same but they have like a like a I don't know, they're similar in, like, a way that, like, 
it's a cohesive sound. And then when we play Earth Tones live, we can always see people kind of like wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what's going on here? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I do like a Latin dance groove in that song for some reason. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know why, but it reminds me of like sort of a, a very jazzy, just sort of just very just like like smoothly going along or sort of like everybody just sort of like not doing their own thing having their own improv sections like it, it, it's yeah. funny they mentioned the latin thing because like again it sort of like gives reminded me of it but i don't know oh. it, it, it's weird sometimes the just kinds of parts that we add into songs because like instrumentally like if you if you think about like um like lovely one which is like it's like yeah we're an, in, uh, an indie band and like the vocals are are similar to that but we're just singing that over a dance beat mm-hmm. <laughs> like the yeah. like the drums are like a dance beat it sounds like we're like it's it's just like a very funny thing to just throw random just like styles into into songs that mm-hmm. don't necessarily you wouldn't normally think of it of of like doing um of that working but i think that it's funny to throw things in and then just have them work out like that. and i and i think Specifically, Earth Tones was such a good example of, like, us writing. Like, I think it's one of our best examples of us writing parts that all just, like, click together. Yeah. Like, every instrument so. just locks in with, like, each other. Um, Especially because when I wrote that song, it was way slower. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. This might be a little, like, little, like, kind of, like, groovy sort of thing. I don't know. It might be kind of on the softer end. Um, And then when I brought it to to Seth and Sam, and I was like, okay, here's this song. Um, I don't know, it's kind of might be a little bit slower or whatever. Um, we, uh, I think the first thing that happened was was Seth put the drums over it, and I was like, this has to be much faster than it is right now. Yeah, yeah. And we sped it up, and I was like, this sounds really cool. And, like, the way that they, like, tied together is really, really cool. And then Sam wrote a bass part that I would have never thought to write that, like, ties, like, I was so I was like, dude, that sounds so like clean with it, mm-hmm. and it it all just meshed together. And as soon as I heard everything, I was like, this is how this song is. Like, nice. I remember when like we were like in our like practice space, like playing the song to try to figure it out. And once we got that like that run that just locked everything together, I was like, that is like exactly what we need. Nice. We didn't have the bridge though, like the like the end part, like the old oh, friends aren't friends. We didn't have that whole instrumental section. For like a really long time, mm. we just didn't mm-hmm. know what was gonna go there. We we're like, something will happen. Here. <laughs> um, Put a pin in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then one day, I was like, because I was trying to write something that was equally as like complex on like my on like guitar and stuff. And I was like, what if I? What if we just wail on it for like the whole rest of the song? Yeah, just like mm-hmm. two chords, just over and over again, just keep going. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like the most emo we've gotten on our like release <laughs> stuff. I think. <laughs> It's it's nice. fun. It's a fun time. Um, so uh, also um, I guess we did mention it earlier. Uh, Jasper never cries. Um, you mentioned that uh, it's uh, it, it 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 makes a lot of people in your shows like feel really crying and sort of just like get into it, right? Is, it ropes, is that one? It? Yeah, it ropes people in that song. It mainly that song's really like energetic. Yeah, it makes people. Oh yeah, gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, never, sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. It gets people. It gets people going, though. Yeah, I will say it is one of the best like crowd like response songs. Mm-hmm. Like people, people get going during that song, especially, uh, like when we play like hometown shows. That is the one where like even like with like in ears and stuff, we'll mm-hmm. play it. Like when we played at uh, Amos and South End, 
um, I could hear people singing it back to me. And I was like, this is like one of the weirdest things I've ever like witnessed. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Like at the, the section, like pretend, pretend it's okay. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it, 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 it all kind of gets into, into it. It's, it's, it's very catchy. Um, you also, that's when you have a mu- music video for too. Yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. How was it like, uh, shooting that, uh, music video? How was it like playing, playing that song and sort of like creating it? Like, how was it? It was one drive to Raleigh, the planning session. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, Seth, you want to talk about planning that, that? We live streamed that. No, after. Yeah, okay. So we the first time we played in Raleigh was a, a like an art vendor festival called mm-hmm. the Geek and Grub Market. Um, okay. Yeah, shout out Geek and Grub. Shout out Geek and Grub <laughs> for, so nice. for putting us on. Yeah, we love them. Um, but we just like... We drove there and they gave us a vendor booth to set up our merch and we played like outside and like this little... We got rained on. It was a whole thing. But... Um, <laughs> But anyway, um, that was like the first time we like traveled for a show, I guess. And so um, on the way home, we were like, okay, we have this song and we want to make a music video for it. Um, It was Jasper Never Cries. And we were like, let's just spend the whole drive thinking of a music video idea. And we can't stop talking about it until we find one. And then the whole, I don't, the, if you just think about the idea of the music video, it was like, Jacob had like this little character drawing on his phone mm-hmm. that was like supposed to symbolize the song in some way. He was like, "What if I just dress up as this character, walk around downtown?" And then it just got weirder. We were like, "What if Sam and I were building a bookshelf?" Yeah, I was about to say, "You like building like, some IKEA bookshelf or something?" Sam and I were building an IKEA bookshelf, and we were like, "What if the whole music video was Jacob getting closer to us, and then at the end he smashes the bookshelf that we just built?" All Spoiler of our. If you haven't seen it. Oh, Spoiler if you ha- yeah, yeah, go watch it. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's, it, you're, you're on the bus and you're just sort of just like, you're going and getting closer. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the way. <laughs> if you but... want a little bit more insight into how that was to record, we do have a behind the scenes video on our YouTube. There's a behind the scenes okay, video. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the only thing that that idea just kept getting weirder and weirder. I will say, I don't know why. We were like, yeah, okay, I'm dressed up as the character, as Jasper, right? And I'm going with this axe to go smash them whatever i don't know where the axe comes from i just drop it, I just have it <laughs> yeah but for some reason we drew the line after i smashed the shelf we drew the line we were like okay we can't do the getaway go-kart we have to cut that idea oh out. my <laughs> gosh it's a getaway go-kart yeah, it's like mario kart oh go-kart. my gosh it's gonna be a getaway go-kart but we we're, were like, like That's too this far. is too uh, far no but all we of our music almost videos. burned seth's house down <laughs> <laughs> with that fire we just like we were so worried that the fire was gonna like spread when we did a fire at the end Oh, yeah, so there's, at the end of the music video, there's, like, we put all the pieces from the bookshelf into a little fire pit, and we set it on fire. And if you think about it, it's kind of lame to to set a fire, but do it in a fire pit. So we <laughs> so we were, like, we initially were going to do it in my driveway, and we literally poured gasoline, and then we were, like, oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. We were, like, hold on. We could very well cause a really bad <laughs> fire and burn down my house if we do a gasoline fire that's not contained. So then we'd spent a long time cleaning up our mess, and then we put it in the fire pit. And we just pretended in the music video that we were burning the the pile that was on the, the driveway. Yeah, you can't tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we really didn't need to pour gasoline on the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you all so much, uh, blank sl- blank state. I was about to say blank slate, but blank state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for uh for for coming down to to WKNC and, t- and talking with me, it was great. Um. 
Where can people find you and uh, your music and whatnot? Yeah, so you can find us. Our, we're most active on, on Instagram at, uh, at blankstate.official. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all of our other social medias and stuff in our link tree there, so you can find us there. Mm-hmm. We have tickets for shows. If you want to see any upcoming shows, our website, our merch. Um, if you're in Charlotte and want to see us in May, May 18th at the Evening Muse with Moving Boxes. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun okay. show. Cool, cool. All right, well... Um, and thank you so much, uh, the listener, t- to listening to f- for listening to uh, Off the Record here at WKNC. Uh, I've been your host, Aloaf. This has been WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. Thank you all again so much, uh, Blank State, for coming down. It was great having you guys. Thank you for so having us. Good. All right, and uh, to uh, to uh, to get us off of this. Well, coming up, I guess we're. Uh, I- I'm going to put on both. Uh, Earth Tones and Jasper Never Cries. Is that good for you guys? Amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, yeah, so hopefully you all enjoy. Uh, thank you so much for all for listening. All right. Amazing. Let's go. Thank you so much.
me down by 